0: Pre-Talk Live, welcome to the program, phones open if you want to join us, the number 603-283-6160, that's 603-283-6160, and in the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian, and Bonnie, of course, you can bring up anything you want. That is the point of the program here on Free Talk Live. And normally I'm on the Saturday night show, but we took the day off. Uh, Bonnie, you and I went to the Libertarian Party convention. Uh, the, the Not the national one, but the New Hampshire one, because honestly, I just don't care about the National Libertarian Party. I focus Me either. Focus my efforts here in New Hampshire, and it was a really good convention. Normally I... It was your first time ever going to any kind of like political convention and I told you this is going to be awful. <laughs> this is going to be the worst most boring thing you've ever attended. And was it?
1: No, it was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, I was surprised actually. I was pretty shocked at how entertaining the the convention was. And and not in an in a dramatic fashion, which is kind of what I expected because I guess there was some sort of a Dramatic fallout between some of the libertarian party members libertarians are always arguing with each other on the internet, but it actually boiled over into real life apparently over the summer of twenty twenty one and so I fully expected a bit there to be like some sort of crazy struggle for power in the uh, the libertarian Party of New Hampshire, which is a silly thing right because it's it's just the third party that don't have any power
1: yeah, I'm but- happy that it didn't happen because I felt like it might end up really cringe.
0: Yeah, and it didn't happen at all. Uh, I mean, there were maybe a few people there who were particularly against whatever was going on, but they were like no more than three of them. And they had no influence uh, whatsoever on the. there was no reason for
1: them to even hold up their red voting.
0: Yeah, they were flags. just getting getting crushed, and they didn't they didn't make a big stink or anything like that. So there wasn't any kind of real like drama. It was just they weren't voting with the rest of the group, and certainly that's their prerogative. I mean, by no means should you feel obligated to vote with a group. But what I was really happy about, and we'll get into the truckers, by the way. I do want to talk about what's been happening in Canada, especially if you've been paying closer attention uh, than we have, because again, we were in the middle of this convention uh, over the weekend. And in the middle of a snowstorm at the, at the same time, it was an interesting weekend uh, here in New Hampshire. But the thing I really took away from this convention is that the Libertarian Party in New Hampshire is alive and well. There were probably 65 attendees, and there's more if you include the kids that they, they brought. Some some families brought their, their kids with them. There was kind of like a kids' play area up there. But 65 adults, members of the party, who could vote at the, the convention – and that is a pretty good turnout for a the state this small. It's, it's not the like a record or anything like that, but it does show that there's a healthy interest in, in the party. And I think that that's a good thing because the Libertarian Party, when it's doing what it's supposed to do, is a tool to get the word out about freedom. And I understand that I'm not the only I, – I, there's different opinions within the Libertarian Party about what the purpose of the party is.
1: Well, what else would it be?
0: Some people believe the Libertarian Party's purpose is to win elections. And so in order to win elections, they believe that they should water down the party's principles. Oh, I see. That they shouldn't be, you know, talking about all of the different perspectives of the issues that, you know, the the non-aggression principle, which is the basic principle of libertarianism, how that applies, what it really means... And there's just certain things that they just don't want to talk about. Um, so this Libertarian Party in New Hampshire seems to be willing to address the hard issues. They're willing to keep their message principled, which is one of the reasons why I, I quit the National Libertarian Party in 2008. I walked away as a life member. I would paid like, I don't know, $1,000 or something like that, maybe more. I don't remember what it was. It was expensive in the, uh, the early aughts to be a life member. Uh, of that party and then i walked away from it in 2008 and i resigned my life membership because to me the messaging of the party was not principled anymore it was not adhering to the uh, the principled ideas that had brought me in that had got me interested in the party and then as if to prove the point the party went ahead and nominated someone named bob barr as their presidential candidate now that name may not ring a bell to you bonnie Uh, Well, it
1: does because I've heard you talk about him and you said he was a drug warrior.
0: He was. He was like a Georgia, I think it was a congressman, U.S. congressman from Georgia, and he was a drug uh, warrior, and also he worked for the CIA. Oh my goodness. I think he might have been the director.
1: So he was just an open fed?
0: Well, supposedly he had changed his mind, but, you
1: know,
0: who knows what, what the truth is about him.
1: In um Christian like conspiracy circles, which is so random, but like my parents are always listening to like conspiracy theories that are Christian oriented.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're always like they always have some I used to be in the CIA and this is what I heard. I'm blowing the whistle and I've been talking about it for twenty years and they haven't come after me and there's like aliens in underground military bases and stuff like that. And I'm always just thinking Whenever they come out and say, like, I used to be in the CIA, it's an automatic red flag to me. Like, I just automatically think whatever they're saying is BS. It's BS. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You certainly cannot trust a CIA agent. The old saying is once you're in the CIA, you're always in the CIA. Like, you don't get to
1: just get out not, without dying or something.
0: Yeah. And not be disaffiliated with them. So, anyway, apparently, Bob Barr was originally in the CIA. It doesn't say he was a director of it or anything like that, but he did work for them. And the the Libertarian Party saw fit to nominate this person to their presidential ticket.
1: That's insane.
0: And then you've probably heard of Gary Johnson.
1: Yeah, I've heard of Gary Johnson. When I became a Libertarian, he was running.
0: Yeah, he was a little bit better than Bob Barr, but still another former Republican. Bob Barr was also a Republican. Gary Johnson, a former Republican. In his case, he was a governor in uh, the state of New Mexico. And... not a very large improvement over Bob Barr. So the Libertarian Party nationally has just been poor at its messaging. And, and I'm just giving the presidential examples as the largest examples. Their issues, like where, wherever they would release a press release, they were just really lame. They weren't the real party of principle like they claimed to be. So I walked away from that. But I, I never really walked away from the state Libertarian Party Um I'm glad to see that it's uh, alive and well. And the real, like I said, the real takeaway for me is the fact that there were so many, first of all, young people there. A lot of Libertarian Party, and when I say young, I mean like people in their 30s. And uh, a lot of Libertarian Party meetings in a lot of places, it's older people. I would say
1: there was at least three people there in their 20s, including me.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe I mean,
1: even like more than that.
0: Generally a younger side is what I was uh like there were you could count the people in their 50s and up probably on one or two hands. Hmm. There weren't a lot of older people there. And that's different from your typical kind of libertarian political party where it's almost all male and almost all older males.
1: Don't you think it was maybe like one-third female?
0: We counted, yeah. It was at least a third female, which to me was a shocker because I predicted to you, besides predicting that it would be incredibly boring and it turned out to be actually fun, uh, the, the other prediction I made was that there'd be 10% female. Hmm. And so there were quite a few more women than I expected. And they didn't seem like drag-alongs either. Like uh, sometimes when you go to a Liberty event and there's a woman present... She's the girlfriend of the guy who's the activist, and she's kind of. She doesn't want to be there. She's just kind of along to, to, you know, for the ride, so to speak. But these ladies seemed to be interested. Uh, They seemed to be, you know, active with the party. And the other point was, a lot of the people that we spoke with were brand new to New Hampshire. When I say that, I mean new as of the last two or three years. Uh, There were a ton of people like that that had just moved due to COVID, or a year before by chance, or whatever. And they are involved in the party here. And I think that uh, that's a good thing because it does show that we are getting some new blood here. And they're, they're not just moving in and being quiet. They're moving in and they're getting active. And uh, it's, ex- it's an exciting time to be here in New Hampshire. Uh, Jeremy Kaufman, who is the founder of Library and Odyssey, that's the streaming platform uh, that we're on primarily at watch.freetalklive.com or video.freetalklive.com. He got the nomination for the U.S. Senate uh, race. So it was a pretty big thing. Uh, I, I really, I thought it was great. So coming up, we're going to get into what we didn't get a chance to talk about, at least because I wasn't here. I know they did discuss it to some extent. The Canadian trucker protest, the convoy that I believe is still occupying the capital city there in Canada. And we will continue. Your thoughts are welcome. Our number, 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open. If you want to join the show, you can do that. And the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. There's a lot of media about this trucker protest, the convoy there in Canada that uh, you know you're never going to see on broadcast television.
1: A great
0: big convoy <laughs> and I, I know the captain was playing that over the weekend uh the uh, i got some videos here i got a few clips that I, I think are worthy of showing one of them is with a truck driver who's uh, standing outside his trucks and for the for those that don't know what we're talking about here there was a huge convoy over the last week it started early last week uh, on the west coast of Canada, it went from Vancouver, Canada, in British Columbia, on the, the the west coast, and all the way over to Ottawa. Which... I mean,
1: I don't think it just started at uh, Vancouver. They were well, that's where reportedly
0: the people from the west coast started, and then others yeah. joined in, right? So they didn't. Yeah, but
1: the people on like. The side of like Montreal came from Montreal, so they didn't really yeah. join in. They just all went to Ottawa.
0: Sure. There's no doubt about that. But the, the furthest drive was from the West Coast, and there were a large number of trucks that went all the way across the country, basically, to, I mean, not, not completely all the way, but to the uh, Ontario province where Ottawa is located, and that is the capital of Canada, and they converged... Over uh, the last few days, uh, it was the 29th, was the official day, but a bunch of the truckers were there on the 28th, and they were already occupying the streets. On the 29th, uh, I guess all the rest of them showed up. There appear to be large numbers in the thousands of people. We watched some drone footage of a huge protest out in front of whatever you call their. Capitol Cathedral or whatever church it is. I can't remember right now. I know I saw it recently.
1: Maybe Parliament Yeah, Parliament Building. That's
0: probably it. Uh, So they had the truckers all throughout the streets, and apparently they're just sitting there. Uh, Now, how many... uh, What is it like? What are the logistics of keeping a truck sitting there? Are they just sitting and then refueling, like, manually? Are people coming around with gas cans, or are they... Are they moving out from time to time to allow people to go to a you know truck stop to get some more diesel fuel? So I'm, I'm curious because eventually they're going to run out of fuel, right? Like if they're just sitting there idling for hours and hours and hours and hours. I mean, I imagine one tank of truck fuel can last for quite a few days if they're not actually driving anywhere. But that's just me speculating. I've, I've never been a long haul you know professional drivers so if you have and if you want to weigh in here you're certainly welcome to join us but i've got a couple of clips that i think are worthy of sharing and this is one uh courtesy of t post millennial and puffins pictures of a gentleman outside of his truck
3: why did you feel it was
0: important to come to the event because i want to fight for the freedoms of canada and my grandchildren and my kids all right and how long do you plan
4: on staying I plan on staying until it's over. Until Justin resigns, all mandates are lifted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you couldn't hear him, he said, until Justin resigns. He's talking about Justin Trudeau, who's like the chief boss man of the gang of Canada. And doesn't seem likely he's going to resign. There were stories that he's apparently been moved to some sort of a hidden location.
1: Yeah, some something like what our governor did.
0: Oh, you mean uh, Chris Sununu here in... In New Hampshire?
1: Yeah, when there was a group of protesters peacefully protesting outside his house and he disappeared with his family.
0: Yeah, that's right. They have like some other house. He probably owns more than one home. Uh, they had some other location. I don't know if it was like a government safe house or if it was just his other house in northern New Hampshire or something like that, but we didn't know where he was going. Uh, in this case, protesters and trucks did attempt to go and visit uh, Justin Trudeau's home and surprise surprise the streets were blocked by the government police department i think that the rcmp there the royal canadian mounted police if i recall correctly but let me continue with this interview
3: all right and what would you say to trudeau if he was here right now i would ask him if
4: he's gonna to listen to the people and let the people have a choice because we don't have a choice in his legislation
3: awesome and uh, anything else that you want to add
0: So there's that guy, and then there's apparently, according to Rebel News, they've got a website they put up, convoyreports.com, and I don't know if this is a Canadian news organization. I think it is,
1: because I think it's um, Gavin, the guy that used to be on Vice, he's Canadian, and his name's Gavin something, Mick something.
0: McInnes. McInnes. Yeah. He's the Proud Boys founder.
1: Yeah, and I think that-
0: It's his website? He
1: does Rebel News.
0: Well, uh, they posted this video. It's about 40 uh, seconds long, and it's supposedly a group of truckers in what appears to be some sort of a bar establishment, presumably in Ottawa, having uh, sort of an open discussion about what to do next.
2: I'm with you, I'm here.
4: They can leave. They can
0: leave.
4: But the only way I'm leaving is in a cruiser. Yes. There you go.
0: That's pretty hardcore. All right, so this guy says he's only going to leave if it's in a cruiser. That means he is intending to stay so long that the government will arrest him eventually.
1: Hmm. I saw a video of a cop freaking out at some truckers. It looked like right in front of the parliament buildings uh, really? because a ambulance was trying to go through and there was like no way for the ambulance to get through. I don't know if it eventually did. I feel like uh. maybe they just said, hey, let's make a fake emergency so that way... We can be like, you guys need to move because we can't even get ambulances through because of these truckers.
0: That's a great point, Bonnie. It certainly wouldn't be—I wouldn't put it past him to do something fake like that. There's, yeah,
1: like do do they is the only route to this person in an emergency um, through Parliament Hill specifically.
0: It it is a strong position to take for the, the the advocates of clear streets to say that well you know people need to get get to places in a rush sometimes and these guys are stopping that um uh, yeah that's a tough one because it is the reason why i'm generally against blocking streets mm-hmm. like as a, as a somebody who's been to a number of protests uh, if someone pr- proposes the idea of walking slowly or blocking a street i will speak against it generally uh simply because it does look bad it it tends to not win you friends from the average person if what you're trying to do with a protest is reach out to the average person like you've got signs right so presumably you want them to read your signs and think about them and maybe like them uh if you're bothering that person they're not going to like whatever it is you have to say
1: yeah uh, honestly i wouldn't really care what somebody was trying to tell me if they were blocking my way to work i'd get really annoyed
0: so uh, so we're on the same page on this Mm -hmm. i'm generally against blocking streets however I totally understand why these guys are doing what they're doing.
1: Yeah, I didn't think of it in the same way as like the people in Austin, Texas, when I lived there that were just standing in the street for Black Mm -hmm. Lives Matter as if that did anything. I was I was like, seriously, if I'm driving around trying to do Uber Eats and there's someone standing in the street, I'm going to run them over.
0: (laughs) That probably won't work out really well. Probably won't. If if that didn't happen. But but there are a lot of people that think like that.
1: But I didn't think of this truck convoy thing in the same same way. way until just now. But I only didn't think of it in the same way because they're specifically targeting Parliament Hill, which I Googled it. That is what it's called.
0: Yeah, I wonder how many blocks they are, you know, even though they're targeting Parliament Hill, there's a lot of trucks there. So how many city blocks are they actually occupying? Purportedly, there are hundreds to thousands of trucks uh, in attendance for this thing. And Mm -hmm. how many of them are still there today? That I'm not sure about. There's more coming up. Do you
5: feel like your country no longer holds your values?
0: It's Free Talk Live, the number if you want to join the show, 603-283-6160, and that's 603-283-6160. We definitely want to hear from you if you've been following the Canadian truck situation, the convoy, Uh, that is, I guess, is it still a convoy if they're parked? (laughs) Anyway, they're apparently still there in Ottawa, although we're getting some mixed information, which is to be expected since we're not actually there. Uh, you just saw a video, Bonnie, of a guy showing major construction equipment that had been placed in strategic locations at intersections in uh, supposedly in Ottawa to block truckers from getting through to those areas.
1: Yeah, they were empty streets, but you could hear... Tons of honking just in the, in the background, the, uh, near background, but right. not in view.
0: So they're around. They're somewhere, uh, and a bunch of them are still there, apparently. Also, allegedly, I'm, I'm reading a Reddit thread here, and of course Reddit is populated by mostly leftists uh, and socialists, and so there's a bunch of crying on this thread about what's going on in Ottawa, but they are claiming here that law enforcement hasn't really done anything yet.
1: Well, um, and I also just saw a video of a uh, uh, Ottawa police officer and he was wearing all his uniform and everything. They were walking down the street uh talking to a guy filming him and he says, "Hey, uh how are you feeling today?" He was like said something that sounded super Canadian. I couldn't mm-hmm. understand him. And then he says, "Doing great. I love uh supporting people exercising their uh right to protest peacefully." Interesting. I mean, it's just one cop, but
0: Yeah, and so If they're not making arrests yet, that's a good thing, although some are saying that the reason why they're not doing that is because they don't want to, quote-unquote, incite people. Well, They're around a bunch of big truck drivers who could very well make life difficult on them uh, if they felt like it. So what were you going to say?
1: Well, there's that. But also here in Keene, we know that the entire police department does not want to enforce stupid mask mandates. Maybe the Ottawa police are just tired of it, too. And they're like, hmm, maybe this will work.
0: Yeah. Although there is a theory, though, that apparently they're using drones to collect license plate information from all of the trucks that are there. So instead of issuing them the tickets now, Hmm. they're going to issue them the tickets later.
1: Don't pay the fine.
0: Well, indeed, and that's something that they address here in this uh, video that I just started playing of some of the truck drivers in a bar. Apparently, they're in Ottawa conversing about what they're going to do next. This was posted a little earlier this afternoon, so I'm going to continue with this.
2: There's no week to leave, guys. they can they, can they can leave, but the only way
4: I'm leaving is in a cruiser. Yes. There you go. I left you hundred percent. That's right. You know what? Who's We're that? Here. So, We're not here. Not so here. who's gonna stay? No. I'm who's there? Who's
2: there?
0: So you obviously can't see the video, but basically everyone in this video and relatively crowded uh bar Raises their hands when the guy says, "All right, I'm staying. Who's going to stay?" Hmm. And so I presume that's that. That means they are intending to stay until something changes, which is what they've been saying about this all along. Is that the intention isn't just just to go and show up in Ottawa, honk their horns for a half an hour, and go home? The intention is to occupy the streets of Ottawa for as long as is necessary to ensure that. something changes as the one guy said until Trudeau resigns or until the restrictions are lifted and those are pretty big asks it's not going to be easy for them to you know accomplish this but then again nothing like this has ever been tried before in any sort of sense at least not in North America there was attempt uh, an attempt at this in Australia several months ago it fizzled out there wasn't really very much Uh, accomplished with it apparently the australian truckers may be trying again there's talk by the way that the american truck drivers are talking about a coast-to-coast ride going from california uh, all the way over to washington dc
1: well you know it's it is peaceful as in not violent and they're not blocking something like a freeway like if you're just blocking a few Or several city blocks. blocks. I mean, the people who live among, um, you know, around there, like in apartments by Parliament Hill. I don't know. Maybe they kind of deserve this.
0: That's an. Well, I don't know if I would go that far. um, But it's definitely. Look, you're in a city. Yeah. You decided you wanted to live in a city, so you're used to noise. Now, obviously, you're not used to constant honking, but anyone that's lived in New York City, for instance, or a large city, knows that at pretty much all hours of the day and night, there are sirens blaring, there's you know, tr- there's noise from the streets, and it's a, a very cacophonous kind of place to live.
1: But you're- as far as getting locked in, there's still walkable to food and sh- uh, and water most it's cities are like,
0: very walkable it's I mean, not like you as, know
1: some truckers parking outside some people's homes in the country and blocking them into where they can't no. get out of their country house these people can get out onto the sidewalk and walk to tim hortons
0: <laughs> right which for listeners that don't know tim hortons is kind of like the burger king or or uh Duncan no the donuts. dunkin donuts
1: yeah like coffee
0: They've got other things besides oh. coffee, but yeah, breakfasty kind of croissants and donuts and things like that.
1: I want to try it so bad.
0: You've never been to Tim Hortons, huh?
1: I've never been to Canada. It's, you're not
0: missing anything. No. <laughs> it's just... You know, your standard donut shop. Well, I watched a
1: video of a Canadian girl trying Dunkin' Donuts for the first time recently, and she said, "Mm, it's just like Tim Hortons, and her friend agreed. It's just like Tim Hortons, so it's probably not great.
0: I think Burger King bought them or something. or I think there was some sort of a merger That actually does
1: sound familiar. I think you're right.
0: Anyway, if you want to weigh in here, uh, we, we would love to hear from you on this. If you've been paying attention to what's been happening in Ottawa, Canada, or maybe you've been watching what's been happening in some of the other countries. There have been videos from other places around the world of uh, professional drivers coming together to do something similar now whether they've got the the same numbers i don't know again there's just been there's so much to follow uh it's actually a little overwhelming and that's a good thing so again you have to kind of know where to look and one of the things that you can search for uh, i somebody sent me an email about this if you are looking for videos and such freedom convoy 2022 all run together as one word, Freedom Convoy 2022. If you search on Twitter, you'll come up with a bunch of posts. Let me finish this video of the truckers having their uh, their meeting about what's next. Woo! Woo!
2: The, Lord the, Lord is with us. The, the, the tactics are money we're money surrounded! Yes! Wait, yes,
0: get it's Earth. all morale, Alex. Keep to <laughs> up the morale. only started. the ones that want to leave can leave. worried about funds? the GoFundMe will pay I'll the funds. Have money. Alex. All right. So mm. that's uh, that's a disappointing thing to hear. But then yeah. again, we're not dealing with professional activists here. We're talking about people that have probably never done anything like this before. This is their first time going up against the state.
1: Actually, I just ha- hatched a. F- Theory. Oh. Um, apparently this is like a record number of money f- raised on GoFundMe. That's what
0: and I've didn't heard. they freeze the, the fundraiser? They
1: freeze it, but they eventually uh, allowed some of it. Really? But maybe not all of it. I saw that on this Canadian. Uh, my Canadian friend sent me a Canadian Instagram that's following this pretty closely, huh. so that's what, where I'm getting every all of this from. Um, but I just hatched an idea. What if this is some kind of money laundering technique by the Canadian government? They had these millions of dollars. They needed to launder it. They sent it to. They made up this convoy. They sent all that money to the GoFundMe, and now it's going to get paid back to them through fines. So that way, that it's now laundered.
0: <laughs> That's an interesting theory. I don't think the government has to worry about laundering their money because they don't investigate themselves. True. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, But uh, here's uh, the final thoughts from these guys.
1: They can issue us a ticket for for a Highway
4: Traffic Act. That's all they can do. Bring on the ticket.
0: Really? What did he say? He says all they can do is ticket you under the Highway Traffic Act. Hmm. Bring on the tickets. Now, I'm no expert when it comes to Canadian law. Um, I don't know much about it. I know their judges wear those wigs. Really? Yes. But that's about all I know about the Canadian system. But it is a Western judicial system it's a western system and so i would be surprised if they didn't have disorderly conduct in their statutes Mm. and disorderly conduct at least here in new hampshire and in you know the united states in general one of the reasons the disorderly conduct statute was written was to deal with people blocking the streets
1: well drunk people arguing about the law are usually wrong
0: And again, these guys aren't expert activists. If you want to weigh in here, you can join us at number 603-283-6160. One of the critiques of these folks. We'll get to that coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. We're covering the Freedom Convoy in Canada right now. And some are saying that it may come to the United States. At least I saw a video from one truck driver... Uh, announcing that this is going to be a thing here in the United States soon, that they're going to be going from California to Washington, D.C. There wasn't a time frame. Not sure you know, what the details are or where we're going to hear about those first. But if you've heard anything you want to share, feel free to join us. It's Ian with you tonight. And Bonnie. And also uh, check out Bitcoin.com. If you want to get into the world of cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, just click Get Started at the top of Bitcoin.com, and you'll find some introductory videos there that will uh, teach you the basics about things like decentralization and you know blockchains. What is all that about? Start over at Bitcoin.com and click Get Started at the top of the page. Also, if you're not new to crypto and you want to get the latest news headlines, they've got those every single day over at news.bitcoin.com. That's news.bitcoin.com. Uh, We've just been kind of playing some clips that i stumbled across. By no means is this... There there are probably thousands of videos out there because there are thousands of people who are on the scene. I don't know if it's how many tens of thousands, but the crowds look very, very large from above. Uh, And again, we did see some drone footage from a couple of days ago. I haven't seen any drone footage from today, but that's just because I have not come across it. I suspect there's still quite a few people uh, it was
1: it was huge when i first saw the videos
0: yeah and
1: streets and streets of trucks and tons of people on top of it
0: and the truckers are saying they are going to stay some of them saying they intend to stay until they leave in a cruiser meaning that he intends to stay until he is arrested or until Justin Trudeau resigns which is the prime minister i think over there in Canada or or and they repeal all the ridiculous regulations one of the critiques of course there are a lot of people who are against the truck drivers right the people that are on the left the status the arch uh you know the status that want to control everybody and there's plenty of people like that on the right of course but uh definitely the people on the left are the loudest in this particular case and one of the things they've been claiming is that oh the truckers they're all a bunch of racists it's white supremacists blah 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 well according to uh michelle chauffeur cook on twitter she says she went to parliament hill for freedom convoy 2022 one of the best experiences of my life first nations black white french english young old truckers farmers professionals we were all there united for freedom smiling again saying hi cheering strangers united I saw a photograph of a a black gentleman holding a sign saying, Trudeau says I'm racist. (laughs) So he's obviously like a trucker who's a black guy. And then there's this guy who is dressed in a turban.
6: Hi, my name is Gertek Singh. I'm from London, Ontario, and I'm here for my freedom and my rights. I love my freedom and my liberty as much as everybody does. And I hate a government telling me what to do with force. That's all I'm here for. It's about choice. It's not about vaccines. And we are all together. We are all Canadians. We are all truckers. Go ahead, truckers. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: nice. I mean, it is really, it's racist that the government always pulls out. Anytime people are, uh, well, anytime people are rallying for freedom, it's only white people and they're racist. I mean, it. And I'm not saying it's racist against white people. It's racist against minorities that the government is trying to make you believe. They don't care about freedom. They're not, you know, they like being slaves to the government.
0: Yeah, and now they're doing uh, hashtag honk honk to show who's in favor of what's going on with the truckers uh Another photo of two uh, black gentlemen. Quote: We're proud members of the small fringe minority. In <laughs> quotes, which is what was, I guess, Trudeau, yeah. the prime minister, was saying. Oh, it's a small fringe minority with quote unacceptable views. Hashtag Freedom Convoy twenty twenty two. So, I hope these guys don't pay the fines because there was one one gentleman in the video that we played earlier who said, "Hey, don't worry." The GoFundMe will pay the fines. Well, first of all, you don't even know if the GoFundMe is going to allow the payments to go anywhere. We have mm-hmm. no because apparently you said they took it down, but then they put it back up, and they could take know it about down. Taking
1: it down, but it I well, they saw, did
0: freeze it for one, for at least some time.
1: I saw a post from that Canadian uh, Instagram where I'm following, and they're following this convoy situation pretty closely. Mm-hmm. That just said. Um, GoFundMe has released like 1.5 million to the truckers, but wow. I mean, who does it go to, and how will you get some of it to pay a fine? I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting question. There's obviously a single person who's behind that account, and uh, of course, there are some questions as to who that person is and whether they're trustworthy. Because that's the thing when whenever there's some sort of a newsworthy event maybe it's something that's happened to a person or there's something like this an activism thing and somebody puts up a fundraiser it's usually the first person who gets that fundraiser up and gets the word out about it that everybody pays attention to and sometimes those people aren't the people who are directly affected by the event that's that's happening sometimes it's just an opportunist who figures they're going to cash in and get mm-hmm. a bunch of people to donate to them and they don't even they're not intending to help uh, anybody, so I don't know what the the story of that is. uh There's another uh, post here: overwhelming show of support at the Coots border crossing today. In my riding, several kilometers of the double lane highway were filled with Canadians showing their support for the Freedom Convoy 2022 and the message to government that they want their rights and freedoms back. Now, this is somewhere outside of Ottawa. It's a uh, you know just like a looks like a rural area, but trucks as far as the eye can see in the photograph here but the reason why you don't want to pay the fines to the government gang when and if they issue them because again apparently they're not actually writing them now they're telling people to the the whiny people who've been calling and complaining to the police department about all the noise in downtown ottawa they're saying they don't want to enforce the laws right now because of potential resistance because it could incite a riot or you know the cop could get jumped by whoever's down there that's what they're claiming. So basically
1: so, they're admitting they don't have the power to overcome if if enough people rise against them.
0: That's that's what they're doing. Well now of course the those who are complaining are saying, "Oh, well you guys had plenty of notice. You should have had the military there. You should have been prepared for this." And they were definitely not prepared for this. And that's a good thing. You know, it definitely shows that the government is inefficient and they suck at everything that they do.
1: And everyone should just stop listening to them. Don't if you don't want to do something with your restaurant like force your customers to pay ma- or wear masks, don't do it.
0: Exactly. Don't do what they tell you to do and when they finally issue a fine to you, don't pay it. Because if you pay their fines, even if it's being done with donated funds, so it's not like your own money, you're still encouraging them. So, it's like with a bully, right? Like the bully comes and tells you to give him your lunch money. Well, if you give him your lunch money, He's going to come back for more. Whereas if you never give him anything, then he's just having to risk a fight every time for no payment. I mean, it's just not as likely that the bully is going to continue in those circumstances. But here's what a uh, person on Reddit has to say in the r/Ottawa convoy mega thread number 27. And kudos to one of our chatters over at chat.freetalklive.com, Chantel. Uh, posted this up there this is what one of the people who's whining about uh, what happened in ottawa mr loloff he wrote to his city councillor after this past weekend's event and the continuous actions of this convoy the lack of law enforcement and bylaw enforcement is unacceptable i am writing to you today to inquire as to why the local bylaws provincial and federal laws are not being applied to this convoy of truckers the citizens of the city of Ottawa are used to protesters. We have multiple per year, and it's important that we respect their freedom to do so. But respect is a two-way street when it comes to protesting. They cannot come into Ottawa, vandalize the downtown core, urinate and defecate in the snowbanks, and Ew. excessively honk their horns throughout the day and night without consequences. But so far, it has been without consequences because the city of Ottawa and the Ottawa police force are not doing their jobs and enforcing the law. Now, I do wonder about the urination and yeah. the defecation claims, because if you are doing a protest and there's nowhere to go, like if no business is open to you to use their restrooms and no one you know, brought in a bunch of porta-potties, then what do you do? Yeah. If your intention is to stay in a place, you're going to have to go at some point.
1: I mean, the truckers should have thought of that when they decided they were going to take a truck somewhere and stay there for ho- however long they're going to stay there. They should have thought of somewhere to pee.
0: Yeah, and and that is important to kind of scope out a territory before you go and see, like, alright, so are some businesses open? Can I go in and, you know, buy a cup of coffee from a, a convenience store or whatever? Every time then, you pee? Well, maybe not coffee, but a piece of candy or mm. whatever. I mean, if that's what you have to do to do a protest, then it's, you know, a buck every time you... A dollar to use the bathroom? Sure. What I mean, if I'll, there is
1: 50,000 people there?
0: There's definitely, well, that's another good point. And like
1: one gas station.
0: It is a city, so there's probably some businesses, but whether or not they're open to the protesters.
4: Free talk live.
0: You're listening to sounds from a channel Viva Frey, FREI. He was there apparently today. This is a video. Posted to his channel, looks like a fairly popular YouTuber with over 400,000 subscribers. Uh, posted this video just a couple, maybe two or three hours ago. So there's still a bunch of trucks that are outside the Parliament building there in Ottawa. Because again, you know, you don't get good reporting from the mainstream media. You It requires an actual human being to go down there and start taking pictures, start taking video of what's really happening. And apparently what's really happening is uh, there's still a, a bunch of trucks out in front of uh, Parliament in Ottawa. There's a lot of people, a lot of signs. I- I'm not going to say it's packed. There's, it's not packed at all as far as the, the people that are on the path. Like anymore
1: because it was right. completely packed oh my god it looked like a thousand people
0: there were more than a thousand in the video that we saw yeah. if you're talking about the one from a couple of days ago the yeah. the drone shot those were that was thousands hmm. of people now i'm I'm not good at estimating crowd size so i can't tell you if it was you know 50,000 or 100,000 or whatever but there were a lot of people there it looks like the trucks have rolled right up in front of the uh the parliament building i don't know Oh my if, goodness Okay, There is. it does appear that there is some sort of a street there, but it's literally right out in front of it, or, or at least on one of the sides of it. So there's no shortage of people around in, in this footage, uh, people holding signs, dressed very warm, and a lot of trucks in the streets. So again, if you've been following this situation closely, we definitely want to hear from you. The number is 603-283-6160. It's Ian and Bonnie in the studio here tonight. There's other things in the news, but in my opinion, this is probably the most important story in recent weeks. I mean, we've been staying away from, I think, for the most part, doing COVID-related coverage just because it's just so tiresome.
1: Yeah, they they just are doing things now. Like now, you can get a shot if you're 12 years old and had blah 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 a test. You know, they're just that's all the news there is. It's just oh, and now there's when like my phone just popped up soon and maybe in February the Pfizer. Pfizer, BioNTech will be available for your children under five.
0: Oh, yeah. And I guess the big news of the vaccine world today is that Moderna has been approved by the FDA. So, yeah, you're right. There's, it's there's just always like silly that.
1: little things like that. Uh, cares about well,
0: anymore. yeah. I mean, we don't think it's important, but the vaccine cult, cult members or whatever are all excited about that. Uh, but I'm excited about the Freedom Convoy and what's happening there in Ottawa. And again, if you want to weigh in, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. We were reading a uh, a critical piece. So what what's the other side have to say about this? We know that Trudeau, the uh, the Prime Minister guy from Canada, has been insulting uh, these drivers, acting like they're some sort of a racist group or whatever, a, a small vocal minority, when in fact there's a ton of people involved, people of uh, of all shape, sizes and colors. And so what do some of the people who have uh, smaller voices have to say? Well, we turn to a Reddit thread where someone by the name of Canadian Cheese Man is complaining Because he says these protesters are vandalizing the downtown core, urinating and defecating in snowbanks, excessively honking their horns throughout the day and night without consequences. He says, but so far it has been without consequences because the city of Ottawa and the Ottawa police force are not doing their jobs and enforcing the law. Well, you know what? If you're upset with the police not doing their jobs, you should join the protest and stop paying taxes. Mm -mm. Stop obeying these people because they clearly will do whatever it is they want to do. You thought they were going to enforce the law on these people. They decided not to. Hmm. They have the right to use discretion as it is called. So even if somebody is blatantly violating in this case, I presume Canada has disorderly conduct uh, statutes. They're blatantly violating the disorderly conduct statutes. There has There's, to be
1: some kind of noise complaint law if they it has to be in a If city, they have laws against you Misgendering someone, they have to have a noise complaint law.
0: Most cities have noise violations, absolutely, yeah. especially after a certain time of night. like you know, obviously there's construction that goes on during the day in a city, so that stuff is not going to violate a noise uh complaint, but at you know two in the morning, those laws are definitely going to be in effect. So the fact that they're not enforcing that shows that they're using their discretion, and this is their right as government enforcers to use discretion. And the reason why they're using the discretion is because they're outnumbered. There are a lot of people that are on the ground here, and they're not just truckers; they're supporters. A lot of supporters just came, you know, coming in in their normal vehicles. One of our listeners called in a few nights ago and said he was going up there. Uh, he lives in Canada. Uh, said he was going to go check it out. I, I hope that we'll hear back from uh, Mehdi at some point and see what it was like on Saturday. Maybe he can give us uh, give us a report. But if the police are outnumbered. They behave very differently than they normally would. It's the, To them, it's all about numbers.
1: Or if they're being, being filmed, I bet there's lots of cameras.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anybody with a cell phone has a camera, which is why there's, like I was saying, there's so much coverage of this on social media. Uh, again, you just have to know what to, uh, to look for. I think it was Freedom Convoy 2022 was one of the hashtags. That'll come up with a bunch of stuff. But the police are... Whenever we're dealing with civil disobedience, and that's what this this is. I mean, this is a mass civil disobedience event. And civil disobedience is powerful because numbers matter. Numbers are all that matter. If you wanna win an election, you gotta have numbers. If you wanna have a successful protest not and not be like burned out and beaten out by the police, you've gotta have numbers. Now they could have brought in the Canadian military or whatever their equivalent of the National Guard is up there. I presume they have something like that. Uh, They could have gone to the max with militarism on this, and surprisingly, they didn't. Yeah,
1: I was afraid that they were going to kill people or something with the military.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad it it didn't end up that way. Um, Now apparently they are blocking off some streets. You did find a video about that, Bonnie, but it's not clear. In the video, it doesn't
1: look like it's like the main street of no it's parliament not right Hill. by parliament no. yeah it looks like uh further away and you can he- still hear so much honking in the background there has to be some a big amount of trucks somewhere in the distance
0: yes yeah, so it's not clear what their intentions are with those uh, street blockages but they have moved some construction equipment in the way of it the intersection
1: it would make sense if there was streets around there where they were making it to where like Nobody can drive right there because if an ambulance needs to get by, that, But what about that the ambulances
0: sense? that need to get through where the construction equipment is?
1: Hmm. Well, it's not unmanned. They can move it. Oh, it's were like, there
0: people standing around it or something?
1: Yeah, there was... was uh, it was. It's okay. like big, giant tractor yeah.
0: things. Yeah, Uh If you want to weigh in here, 603-283-6160. Back to the critic here. So this is the guy who's upset. He's mad because the police aren't enforcing laws that he wants them to enforce. Says I understand, there may be some hesitancy to enforce due to possibly inciting violence. But how long has the city of Ottawa known about this convoy coming to Ottawa? We had weeks to prepare for a response, and we chose to do nothing to prepare for them. And now look at the current situation. Now Mr. Watson, I don't know who that is, doesn't want enforcement because it may cause incitement. This is the consequence of not preparing for this convoy. How can the citizens of Ottawa call the bylaw when their neighbors aren't cutting their grass and get a response with a possible fine? But not when a convoy of trucks are parking on sidewalks, blocking roads, running red lights, and honking their horns excessively. Well,
1: he just figured it out. The cops are there to generate revenue for the city, not to do whatever he thinks they should do for him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Somebody who's getting a a fine for cutting their grass is all alone. They don't have a movement on their side, and they're just going to bend over, and they're going to pay the fine. And these guys, and again, I don't think they should, the truckers, if they get fined, they shouldn't pay it, uh, because again, it just encourages them. But he goes on, he says, how can the city of Ottawa justify bylaws being applied to a group that lives here, and not the racist, anti-Semitic, white nationalists that are terrorizing the downtown core?
1: Is Whoopi Goldberg anti-Semitic now, because she said that the Holocaust wasn't about race?
0: Ooh, that sounds like an interesting story. Uh, The number, if you want to join us here, uh, 603-283-6160. Yeah, would they call a black lady anti-Semitic? Well, in this case, this is obviously a person who has not bothered to actually go and and meet these people. Mm -hmm. This is someone who has not bothered to go down and spend even 10 minutes walking around and talking to this large crowd of people, this diverse crowd of people. Uh, out t- at the Parliament building
1: He probably just flipped on the news To hear what they say yeah. he should think about them
0: Or he's been reading other people's posts Who also have not gone down To actually talk to these people The number is 603-283-6160 This is Free Talk Live It is Free Talk Live Phones open if you want to join us here Number is 603- 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. And
1: in the studio with you tonight, we've got Ian.
0: And Bonnie. Do you want to let you know about Give Directly? It is a way that you can uh, assist people living in extreme poverty. People living in Bamet and Khalifa counties in Kenya, where we're talking about the kind of extreme poverty where you don't even have running water that kind of poverty, if you want to help out with those folks, you can give directly to them ...by going to give.freetalklive.com. In the past decade, GiveDirectly has given over $400 million to over a million people. And research shows that giving cash to people living in poverty can help drive a range of important changes in their lives... ...like employment, nutrition, health, and education. Plus, cash allows individuals to invest in what they need... ...instead of relying on aid organizations and donors thousands of miles away choosing for them. So if that's what you prefer... Get on over to give.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live will match your contributions up to a total of $30,000. That's give.freetalklive.com. It's Ian and Bonnie here as we continue with more from the Freedom Convoy. I was uh, reading through the Convoy mega thread, and it's mostly really negative people. This is on uh, Reddit. So negative status, people that love the government.
1: Sounds like Reddit.
0: They're really upset, of course, about the fact that freedom lovers are there in the streets because, you know, they like a protest when it's pro government protesters. But no, they don't like it when uh, people that are disagreeing with them are out there. And of course, they talk about people allegedly uh, defecating in the streets, which, you know, San Francisco, that happens all the time. I'm not Mm. defending that. I haven't seen any
1: pictures of it either.
0: Well, I mean, the odds that you're going to see a lot of photographs of dung in the streets—I well, don't know.
1: I don't know if I was somebody who was really against this protest and I wanted to there, go sure. out there and take a picture of it.
0: Yeah, that's true. But then again, we don't follow those channels, right? So we probably wouldn't necessarily see that. I'm not going to disagree, um, I'm not going to deny that something like that has probably happened. Whether it is rampant or not, I think that there's no evidence for that at this time. But obviously, when you have thousands of people in the streets some businesses are not going to open to those people. Although I would think that they would want to, right? Like if all of a sudden, if you're running a coffee shop and all of a sudden there's thousands of people outside and they're thirsty, you want to sell them stuff. And usually you can tell people, Hey, you know, I need a bathroom. Well, only for customers. Mm. And I think most people are aware that you generally should buy something from the business if you're intending to use their restroom just sort of as a general courtesy. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think it matters if it's like some corporate McDonald's or whatever, but if it's like a mom and pop business, then yeah, it makes sense to, to pick up something. Uh, so, you know, it does make me wonder how many of the business owners out there are catering to these drivers versus those that are refusing to allow them entrance to their business. But back to the critic here on the Convoy megathread number 27, uh, talking about how he's upset because the city of Ottawa is not enforcing the law. They're not enforcing the traffic ordinances. They're not enforcing disorderly conduct or whatever else they could possibly charge these people with. How does he
1: not realize that it would be impossible for them to do it all?
0: What do you mean impossible?
1: If there really is... is um, as many people as some sources of are claiming like fifty thousand people, then don't you think it's impossible for the police to go and stop every single one of them and send them all back home with a spanking and a fine? Well, I mean, how many cops do they have? fifty thousand?
0: No, I'm sure they don't have fifty thousand cops in uh, that that city, but they had talked about bringing in the I think it was the Toronto police. And there's, of course, the RCMP, which is their basically their FBI or whatever, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the, the National Police Force there. So they could have brought them in. They could have brought in cops from the outside. And they could have brought in whatever military force if they'd wanted to. They could have made a real um, violent attack against these people. But they are cowards at some level. And so if they feel as though they're going to be outnumbered, they won't do that. And that's why this guy's upset.
1: Yeah, they're not going to, these cops aren't going to risk their lives just to make it to where this guy, this commenter, doesn't have to hear honking in his uh, room. And I'm not saying the cops should, or the cops go out there and risk their lives every day, but this is a different situation. It's, Fifty thousand people that might get actually mad if you try to tell them what to do with their trucks.
0: Right. I mean, have you seen some of the videos from? I think there was one. I don't know if it was Belgium, Brussels, or something like that. One of the European cities where people are literally throwing. the, The police are being pushed back by an angry crowd, and the cops retreat down like a set of subway stairs, basically. And the crowd is throwing those metal barriers that they sometimes put up to do crowd control. I don't know if you've seen those in cities where they have the metal barriers and, you know, makes it so you can't go past a certain whatever. Anyway, they were just picking those things up mm. and throwing them down on to, onto the police as wow. they're trying to uh, to get out. They're, they were setting dumpsters on fire and rolling them down the steps. Yeah, in Ukraine, at the same
1: they time. threw a politician into the trash.
0: I mean, that's ultimately where they belong. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't believe in violence as a solution but i don't really consider taking somebody who is doing violence to you and stopping them and sending them a message now i don't think that again i don't think you should use physical violence in that you should tar and feather or harm that person like i just i'm against that uh but i don't think there's anything wrong with taking somebody and throw a politician and throwing them in a garbage can i think that's <laughs> symbolic and hilarious. Actually,
1: They're, the tar and feather is kind of symbolic. I mean, if but it's it does not hurt. Hot,
0: it does, yeah. Usually, it's hot tar.
1: But if it's not hot, because Arya said that she looked into it and apparently they didn't There's use hot tar. There's a cold version. Yeah, oh, I it's just like uh, maybe you were in jail when she was talking about this. She had learned that they didn't use hot tar. It was more of an embarrassment than a hmm. painful thing.
0: He claims these people. This is again, the critic writing here at Reddit sl- r slash Ottawa. He says, these people defaced the tomb of the unknown soldier, disgraced the statue of Terry Fox, and rushed the Shepherd of Good Hope Soup Kitchen, who helped the most vulnerable. Why are we still catering to them and not protecting the city's citizens? It has been well made aware to everyone in the convoy in Ottawa that the convoy is allowed to stay at 302 Coventry Road in Vanier. 302 Coventry is the RCGT Park, which is owned by the city of Ottawa. Why are these people allowed to stay on City of Ottawa property that taxpayers pay for and will be responsible for the cleanup once they decide to leave? No wonder they're staying so long with the City of Ottawa providing them a place to stay close to the downtown core. Now, that's interesting. I don't know anything about uh, those claims, hmm. but clearly some of them are just staying in the streets.
1: He obviously thinks that a whole group of people act with one hive mind as, as if, mm. if one of them defaced the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Therefore, all, all of, them of them are them guilty. Dead, yeah.
0: Well that is a, an excellent point Bonnie and it really kind of focuses on the mindset of the you know the left the leftist statist because they do follow orders they do always have a central bureaucracy if you ever go out to um you know some protest and you ask ask for somebody to comment there's usually going to be people who say oh you have to talk to so and so i i can't comment you have to talk to the central committee hm. or whatever there's usually somebody like that who's in charge quote unquote
1: in a leftist protest
0: yes Mr. Luloff, he says, I understand that you represent the Orleans Ward. So he's writing his city councillor. And we have been relatively unaffected by this convoy, but we have to advocate for the others that are suffering from the lack of law enforcement and by-law enforcement downtown. Will you take the initiative and start an inquiry into why we were so unprepared for this, why law enforcement wasn't ready and enforcing the law, why by-law enforcement wasn't ready, etc., etc.? The number here, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We'll get some uh, more positive coverage coming up here with some interviews of uh, people on the streets of Ottawa from earlier today. It's Free Talk Live.
5: Hey, you are going to love the movie Victimless Crime Spree. It's hilarious, heartwarming, and carries a ton of inspiring freedom messages. Feeling down about the lack of liberty in your life? You need to put on this film with some friends and have a good laugh. It's a true story about me and my friends in new hampshire living free singing dancing and getting arrested of course it's all on video and the bad guys the cops judges bailiffs and sheriffs they all play their part like it's out of a movie or something you would think we scripted the whole thing but it's real life go ahead and have a watch and if it's been a while have another look i guarantee you'll notice things now that you didn't notice before And the best part is that you're going to walk away feeling a renewed sense of your own power. You are the master of your destiny, and you will be free in your lifetime. Victimless Crime Spree.
0: talk live phones open you can join us here the number 603-283-6160 with you in the studio tonight it's ian and bonnie and of course you can bring up absolutely anything that's on your mind don't forget you can join us online anytime you want over at freetalklive.com archives are there and our feeds our rss feeds podcasts you can plug those into your favorite podcast client and then you will receive every episode of Free Talk Live as they are released directly without having to do anything. You will not have to lift a finger once you subscribe to our podcast. You can go to feeds.freetalklive.com to find those links. That's feeds.freetalklive.com. So as I was looking through Freedom Convoy 2022, the tag on Twitter just to see you know, what sort of posts are out there. I did come across a gentleman, Viva Frey, who is apparently a Canadian uh, that wanted to go and check out the convoy for himself there in Ottawa out in front of the Parliament building trucks parked all over the place a bunch of protesters and we're talking about two days later this thing started officially if you can call anything official in this what is apparently fairly decentralized protest movement Uh, but the the truckers were intending to gather there on saturday and that was the the 29th it is now the 31st it's monday and trucks are still parked Mm. they're still honking their horns and how they're going to deal with the gas situation, I don't know. That I'd, I'd be interested to hear. Somebody ask those drivers uh, what to do, what they're going to do in that circumstance. Although, when I was watching the video, and this guy streamed for a couple of hours in a row, and he actually did two parts, so he did like a four or five hour long stream out there just interviewing people. There does appear to be at least one lane that's open, or at least it's there's no trucks parked in it. So I don't know if that means that that's a lane where an ambulance could, in theory, uh, drive through because that's one of the big complaints is that oh well what if somebody needs an ambulance what happens then
1: um it doesn't seem like a big issue for the gas to me because if somebody had a container they could and i'm sure most truckers have containers they could just go walk and get it but then again maybe trucks take too much gas
0: yeah, I mean how far do you want to want to walk hefting a, a heavy gas container, right? Like one of those little well, handheld containers that you might get like the little handheld ones that you get That's not
1: going to be enough for a truck, yeah.
0: That's that's going to be enough to run a truck for a very short period of time. Well
1: there's dollies and things like that.
0: Yeah, well, maybe somebody's already thought about this and we just don't know how they've you know come up with a solution. But if you want to weigh in again, the number is 603-283-6160. So I, I found a couple of interesting interviews. Here's one of them. Uh, where again, he's just walking around the streets, talking to some of these uh, these drivers and the uh, and their supporters. There's a lot of supporters. Not everybody out there is a professional driver but here's one of his interviews
4: talking to let's see here seven thousand people now oh well that's awesome yeah. just everybody stick together uh and things are done when we everybody comes together that's the only way it's going to get done how, how long have you how long you been trucking for 15 years 15 years and where, where do you where do you work from and out of windsor
2: all right and across canada
4: uh no we go mainly uh sarnia london I drive dump truck, not uh, you know. But anyway, it's truck to truck. So uh, yeah, trucks a truck. Everybody's truck. just got to stay in solidarity. This is the only way we're going to get this done.
0: Well, it's 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 making it's
4: making the headlines internationally. I, I, I was at a uh, just at an event, and I said Americans know more about what's going on in Canada than Canadians because uh, yeah. you just get the CBC lying about it
0: and lying about what's going on here. So I- you know, the CBC is government funded, right?
1: What is the CBC? The
0: Canadian Broadcast Company or Corporation? Hmm. So, kind of like the BBC?
1: Yeah, that's what I was mixing it up with.
0: They're very similar. The mm-hmm. government funds the BBC, and the government funds the CBC. So, of course, they're going to be lying uh, about this protest. Yeah, And that's all you can expect from the mainstream media, which is why you've got to get to the decentralized media. you got to get to the individual channels and see what's actually going on there on the ground. And uh, this, di- this driver is saying here, you know, people have to come together. This is the only way that they can change things. And I, I think he's right, ultimately. And it's hard to really say if there's a better idea besides like the Free State Project and moving like minded people together. Like, how else could you have an effect on an entire nation as large as Canada? Is a massive civil disobedience movement. So I got to say, I agree with that sentiment. Whether or not it actually will have the effect that they're hoping that it will have, I don't know.
1: And as far as when we were weighing earlier, is this something we should support considering I personally didn't support the people just standing in the s- highways in mm-hmm. Texas? I don't think it was just Texas, but I definitely heard about it in Austin in 2020 during the Black Lives Matter protests, you know, just standing in the highways, blocking people from right. going from place to place. You
0: don't win friends doing that, typically.
1: Um, the the thing to consider, though, is in this situation, they're doing it, they're Um, um, sorry, they're affecting more politicians than people I'd say because they're blocking their workplace Um, and also is the thing that is happening that they're trying to stop is it justified to do something this drastic and i think it is
0: i think it is too i, I agree with your Expecting assessment affecting
1: the whole country yeah, in a very bad
0: in way. a serious way like these these people have to be now vaccinated in order to cross borders and who knows what other regulations that are being shoved down their throats we know quebec has a Uh, A curfew, for instance, of course, mask mandates, vaccine passports in a lot of we had a guy call in saying there's vaccine passports throughout all of southern Canada and even some of the northern territories as well. So very, very it's a lot worse there uh, than it is here. It's a lot worse there than most of the places in the United States. It's
1: curfews in Montreal.
0: Yeah, it's a lot worse uh, there than it is here in New Hampshire, for sure. And I got to agree with your assessment on this. This is a targeted protest in a very high governmental area. So it is affecting mostly the politicians. But obviously there are people around uh, that are unfortunately having to be subjected to this. So I I can I feel for those people like I can understand not wanting to hear honking horns all night long. I, I get that. But as you said, they did choose to move near a government building, mm-hmm. and if you live in a city, you know you're dealing with, uh, you're going to be dealing with some loud noises. And, and then from another side of it, Bonnie, these guys aren't trying to appeal to everyone. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to grow their movement. So like a lot of protests that I've been to, at least as a libertarian, we're doing outreach. We're not trying to change the mind of the, the state. We know that's not going to happen. We want to bring awareness to an issue. We want to bring, like, you know, jury nullification or, uh, you know, whatever other thing is, whatever we happen to be protesting in in that moment is usually some issue that's fairly obscure and the average person doesn't know about it. And so we want them to know about it. And so that's why we're out there doing the thing we're doing. That's why it's a bad idea to stand in the way of their cars, because then they will hate you. They'll hate you before they even read the signs, Mm -mm. and then they won't read the signs. Or if they do read the signs, they'll make a note and say, those people suck. (laughs) Whereas with the truckers here, I don't think that they're worried about there being many people on the fence. I mean, how can there really be fence sitters this far into this? Yeah,
1: two years later when the government is really ramping up, you know, the restrictions they want to put on Canada. Right.
0: Right. I mean, there may be some who've changed sides. There may be like so like there's the people who will say, oh, I, I wore a mask and I got the vaccines and now they want a third vaccine. Screw this. Yeah. So there are those people who have been kind of pushed too far and then they, they join the other side. But I think for the most part, you are of one belief or the other on this particular issue. And so I don't think the truckers and their supporters are looking to change the hearts and minds of those who are opposed to them. So they don't care if you don't like them. They don't care what you think about their protest.
1: And think what they're going up against. It's the people who are against what they are protesting, not what they're doing, but what they're protesting. Like they're saying, hey, you shouldn't be protesting. This is a good thing. The people are supporting them not being able to support their families or do their job without injecting something they don't want to inject into their body. Or, or, you know, some of them have already gotten the vaccine, but they don't Mm -hmm. believe that anyone should have to do it by force by force by
0: threat by oh you're gonna lose your job so if you want to weigh in here the number 603-283-6160 we got more from downtown ottawa in the parliament building area the ottawa citizen newspaper of course is editorializing against the protest headline freedom in quotes truck convoy isn't the right way to protest Well, let's find out what they have to say about it. Coming up here, of course, you can weigh in again. The number is 603-283-6160, 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open if you want to join us. And the number is 603- Two eight three six one sixty. 283 6160 That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. We're doing uh, some in-depth coverage here, uh, at least as in-depth as we can be without actually being there. I would love to go, but number one, I can't leave New Hampshire under bail conditions. Number two, even if I could leave New Hampshire, you Canada, can't go to Canada won't let me in. <laughs> Because I've got a uh, obstructing government administration charge on my record, and they say that is not allowed into Canada, even though it's only a misdemeanor charge. So, if you're a felon, you can't get into Canada for pretty much any reason. But there are certain misdemeanors that they won't let in either. And till what year? Till the year 2025.
1: Man, I mean, I want to go to Canada with you one day.
0: And then I have to pay them. Oh. So it doesn't just go away on its own. Hmm. You have to wait a certain number of years. Things like ten years. And then they want you to pay them like 500 bucks.
1: Okay, never mind. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's not that interesting in Canada. It's just another government uh, out of control, forcing mandates on people. And the truckers, the professional drivers, a lot of their supporters are in the streets and they are still there now two days later. Many of them saying they plan to stay. Uh, one guy, I don't know if we're going to get to his interview, but he says he plans to stay until his pack of, packs of smokes are exhausted. And he brought two cartons. <laughs> so he expects to stay until Thursday at, at least. Uh, but we'll go to your calls and thoughts here, or in this case, your call. It's Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, have you been following the Canadian convoy, the Freedom Convoy situation at all? No, I ha- I have no
3: idea what you're talking about. Is it something that you do that you get yourself into jail? Is is that what you do? Freedom Convoy? Yeah,
0: you clearly aren't listening to the show, right? Like th- how often do you actually listen to Free Talk Live?
3: No, I I do listen, but I it just kind of goes over my head cuz I I'm not I just kind of think that you're kind of ridiculous, so I don't really pay attention <laughs> to all that. My- so, uh, about all that, you know. Um, yeah, all the so stuff you think you we're ridiculous. Into. Well, I mean, you are. Why? I don't know about the other, other people. They don't go get have all these records against them like you do, and all these people that have all these
0: charges and so forth. So. Oh, you've never been charged with a criminal act?
3: Um... I think I was like an accomplice to some kind of theft one time. You think but that you were? Of, I've, never been, <laughs> I've never been charged, though.
0: You, you, I, I've never, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. So you think you were an accomplice to theft, but you weren't charged for it?
3: No, I think I did three days in jail, and that was it. So it's not even on my record or anything like that.
0: And when was this? How old were you?
3: This was when I was like
0: 28. Okay, so you actually harmed somebody. You actually were involved in a theft. I've never actually been charged with a crime with a victim. So that makes you more ridiculous than me. I've <laughs> only been charged with uh, victimless crimes.
3: Yeah, but you know something? It's a, the whole life. See, we live in a different reality. Everybody has their own reality. What you did to these people was more criminal than what I did uh, by. What are you talking what about? What do you think Anne did to people? Well, I, I wanted to really call in about this uh, cooking show. Yeah, we You're can get kind to you that of libeling
1: people, or not libeling, but, you know, definitely painting people on public radio in a very bad light.
0: Yeah, I mean, she asked you a fair question, Sarah. What is it that I did? And and I what just have you, a question about that. What are you referring to when you say what I did to people? What did I do?
3: Well, I mean... I I don't really know what you did, but I know that the way you feel about speeding and traffic citation is a victimless crime. It's ridiculous. (laughs) When somebody, when it it does cause an accident, a speeder, they kill like eight people in a row. And the person that caused the accident, the speeder, is dead. There's no person to give it to. So you come up, I mean, you come up with all this victimless crime stuff that is so nonsense that I, I really don't. Pay attention to what you're uh, complaining about, really. Cause so you don't, you don't pay don't attention.
0: So you haven't heard anything about the truckers in Canada? No, that I are... mean
3: I know I know about that, but I, I think the truckers, their more their issues is about living conditions. Because um, I've known truckers that have that own their own business. They can't they couldn't make it thirty years ago. It's not about the mask wearing, about the COVID virus and the vaccine. That's that's like but it is about that. That's the... what
0: they're saying. They're saying it's about the vaccine mandates. They're saying it's about the mask mandates and the, all the different government restrictions regarding COVID. That's why they're protesting right now in the streets of uh, the in front of the parliament building in Ottawa, Canada. That's exactly what they're saying. But you don't know because you haven't heard anything about it because all you listen to is mainstream news, right?
3: Boy, when, if they're protesting, it's about, like, uh, they work really hard. They don't make any money.
0: They no, never make enough it.
1: money. They Truckers get... make good money.
0: Yeah, they get paid well. They're not... There's. I've been watching interview after interview with these guys, In and fact, they're not they're saying it's about money. they're
1: fighting to keep their jobs without having to get the jab which means i think that they like their jobs not oh i don't make enough
0: money yeah that's why that these guys have been doing this job i mean there's they're interviewing the guy's interviewing mostly older gentlemen i mean men who've been in this business for in many cases decades
1: Sarah just assumes that anyone working is uh you know a slave to their boss doesn't make enough money and they're just suckers because they're not smart as smart as her and on welfare because
0: she's figured out how to not work yeah right sarah
3: well you know what could i Talk about the right, go ahead. cooking with shows. your cooking show. Yeah, yeah. Talk you about know, something completely wrong. I them. really called in about. I like watching cooking shows, but in PBS. Yeah, so it's course, nice when you don't have to go to, go to work.
0: Those, you just sit there and watch cooking shows all day.
3: Well, not all day, but the thing is that most of it is very sugary, and it's very has a lot of dessert mm-hmm. spent to it, and I think that it is being sold because they're being sponsored by the. The insulin companies or the sugar companies or people that benefit from people having too much sugary snacks, desserts, and soda pop, all this stuff. And they're producing a culture where people do wind up having insulin and then they sell it for a lot of money.
0: So Bonnie, you I, love I, a good conspiracy that, theory. Do you think she's onto something here?
1: Well, did you see any evidence of this, or did you just think of it? Because, I mean, it is kind of
3: interesting.
0: Are there insulin advertisements that air during the cooking shows?
3: But No, no, but, I mean, do you, you hear about the, there was a lady, either she has to buy insulin or pay rent, and she was asking Obama to, no, wait, a Biden, that it's a big life issue for her? I mean, why are people... Becoming like that? Why do Why do New Mexico has the most obese children in America? We're gonna start asking: Do you want milk, water, or orange juice with this ch- a children's meal that we're gonna request? And they should request that for adults. Can I recommend water? milk and juice for you instead of a sugary drink for adults and children because neither one of them know any better. She's
0: just rambling at this point. So, Sarah, you have no evidence for your theory. You're, You're not saying that there's actually advertisements for insulin companies on the sugary cooking shows. You just believe that the insulin companies are sponsoring the shows and telling people, uh, telling the producers, okay, look, stop putting anything in here about healthy foods or meats or whatever. Just put in sugar. Just put in all baking, all cakes. I think cakes. that's
1: just as far as a conspiracy theory. I think that that is just too narrow. I think that maybe she's onto something. As in, the people who own Nestle probably also own some of these the shows, uh, shows, and um, not just shows, but like networks. Mm-hmm. And of course, they want to promote the type of Things that they sell, like I mean, I've seen some of these. Nestle co- is
0: a huge brand, though. They, I mean,
1: they own everything.
0: Well, I don't know everything, <laughs> they own but all they the are food. one of the largest. All the bad food, th- and they uh, they own some good food too. I mean, they they're one of the largest manufacturers of food on the planet.
3: Good food is vegetables and fruit. Okay. Well, yeah, they no, no, you, just, you i mean, I don't have the—you know—I—I I have no idea who pays for the show, how many people, what corporation. I don't have the access to that information. Okay, it's but this pure is speculation. like my hypothetical, yeah. like my speculation. Right. The, and then. Half the show is meat, vegetables, and healthy stuff. And oh. then the other half is all about pies and cakes and well, brownies.
0: Well, that sounds pretty well meat. balanced yeah, to Yeah, that sounds me.
1: balanced. I've seen plenty that are all about desserts. In fact, I like to watch the ones about desserts. And then I just go, oh, my God, I need to taste that.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight. So, basically she has nothing she's just sitting there and just fantasizing about who the you know the dark forces of the food fu- the food business are I mean I know that corn
1: is subsidized and I've never seen an all corn cooking show
0: mm-hmm. Uh the number here is 603-283-6160 We actually had Nestle uh thank you Sarah we had Nestle sponsor this show once upon a time Wow yeah. Nestle they, owns
1: Free Talk Live.
0: They Well, for a period of time, we were running their ads and they had like these kind of, they didn't even really sponsor us with one, like they weren't just doing one specific product. It was just sort of a branding uh, campaign where it was, here's some healthy kitchen tips from Nestle or whatever. And hmm. they would just give you a quick little, uh, quick little, you know, 30 second tip or whatever. And then, I don't know, it might have mentioned a product at the end of it, but it really wasn't about focusing on their products. And that's because I oh, don't know Ian, to.
1: are you Illuminati?
0: I'm not saying 603 uh, 283 <laughs> That's because they don't have to Because they're so ubiquitous and there's just so many Nestle products out there uh, The number here is Did you know Nestle Got rid of the Wonka brand And they just renamed it Nestle? No Willy Wonka Do you remember w- Willy Wonka? So like Gobstoppers
1: Or just Nestle? Just
0: Nestle Godstop- Gobstoppers now I yep. didn't know mm-hmm. uh, So we're coming up here You can join us And Nestle didn't own those originally They bought Willy Wonka And then got rid of the branding All right, more coming up. Hour 3 is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones open here if you want to join the program. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian
1: and Bonnie,
0: and of course you can bring up anything that you want to discuss. We have been focusing tonight on the Canadian truckers, the protest, the convoy, the Freedom Convoy 2022 in Canada. Uh, That has been the bulk of the show tonight. We've uh, basically spent almost the entire program until sarah called and i did mention the libertarian party in the first segment but it's been wall-to-wall coverage uh from what we can see right like we, we're not there we don't get to actually experience it i have pulled up some videos we've played some audio of some some truck drivers who are saying they're gonna stick it out one guy says he's gonna stay until he gets taken away in a uh, a police cruiser others are saying they plan on staying
1: until they run out of cigarettes.
0: I've got the interview of that guy coming up here. Uh, then And then there's others that are saying they're just going to stick it out and they're going to keep this thing going until Justin Trudeau resigns, the Prime Minister of Canada. And until the... I doubt
1: the, that he's going to resign. I
0: doubt it as well. And until the, the restrictions are lifted.
1: Even if they stayed forever, I don't think he would just resign. And he's I... Power-hungry tyrant.
0: Right. And... Uh, I am interested to see how this all turns out. I think that what you might end up seeing happen is if these truckers can can keep this up through the week. Now it's it's a long week, right? Like it's one thing to do something for a weekend. Now you've got a whole five day work week uh, ahead of you, and you've got to figure out how to get gas to the truck. You've got to figure out you've got to get some food. In fact, I've got a story here about restaurants in downtown Ottawa that are closing even with thousands of people in the streets, which is very confusing.
1: Maybe because they truly believe in uh, COVID. COVID And and if you aren't triple vaccinated, then you're going to get everyone sick. Could be. So they're uh, keeping it closed because they don't want Customers, because the customers may be the truckers.
0: So we can talk about that. Uh, And of course, your thoughts are welcome as well. It's 603-283-6160. But other drivers are saying they're sticking it out and they're going to do it until things change. So that could be a very long wait in what is some very cold temperatures. Now, I'm sure it's warm inside their trucks and as long as they can keep refueling and supposedly they're well-funded. Supposedly millions of dollars have been donated to uh, GoFundMes, which have been apparently frozen and then unf- unfrozen, so who knows uh, what's how that that's all going to shake out. But this is going to be a very interesting week. I mean, every day that goes by, you're likely going to see some people breaking off because at some point, you know, they're going to go back to work. I mean, these guys are are, are working men. They're, well,
1: the thing about it is some of them go over the border daily.
0: They can't go back to work.
1: So they can't. I mean, the one guy that we listened to an interview earlier at the beginning of the A few segments ago. Sorry. um, The dump truck driver. He could go back to
0: work because he's working locally. Yeah. But he's only working locally because he had to find other work because he could no longer do international because now they're requiring vaccines to go across the border. Uh, but let me get into another interview here, and then we'll get to some of the uh, the, the mainstream media coverage, because we haven't done any of that yet. We've just been doing kind of independent stuff, man-on-the-street interviews, uh, clips that you're just only going to find on social media of these actual drivers and not the mainstream media view. But we'll get into that. But first, here's this guy. Again, this is from the channel Viva Frey, a fairly well-subscribed YouTuber with over 400,000 subscribers. He seems to be well known. Like the people in the in the actual streets recognize uh, this guy. So I don't know if he's like a well known Canadian person in uh, you know the, the right wing or who he is. But how anyway, do they spell Frey? F R E I. But uh, he appears appears to be very well known. Uh, he wanted to go and check out the protest for himself rather than just taking in what the mainstream media had to say about it. Oh, it would help if I actually played the video in the, the right place. Uh, here it is.
4: Okay, uh, first of all, who, who, who are you? My name is Neil Sheard. Where are you from? Peterborough, Ontario. All right. Are and you I, part of the convoy or just no, a supporter? No, no. I, I drove up there in my car. I'm sleeping in the car. It got kind of chilly on Saturday <laughs> night. Sleeping in the car with no heat? I mean, you don't... Clean. Oh, no, 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 no. I got a nice car. All right. Fla- Seat flattens out. I lay down, turn the heat on, turn the heat off. It's all good. Is it an ele- It's an electric car, I presume? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my yeah, my yeah, my Hemi is yeah, my Hemi's electric. Because I don't I don't know of any electric car that has seats that fold down. But that's uh, so you, so you spent the night in your car. I've been here since Thursday. And how long are you staying? Until I run out of smokes. <laughs> so I got two cards of smokes. So I'll probably be here till Thursday. <laughs> and um. How, is, how has it been? Overall sentiment? What, what have you seen? What have you There's not so seen? much peace and love here, man. It's
0: absolutely
4: amazing. Look, you look around, everybody's got smiley faces. Uh, everybody's hugging each other. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant.
0: Yet, the haters on the internet are saying that they're a bunch of racists, white Pooping supremacists. The they're defecating. Uh, they're vandalizing. This guy, uh, this Viva Frey, he went up and he talked to a police officer off camera at one point. He asked him, has he seen anything happen? Anything bad. Yeah, anything bad. And the officer said no. Hmm. So, and I haven't heard anything about arrests. Have you? I've not seen anything about, like, even a dozen people being arrested in this group.
4: And like What is happening right now with these truckers, these truckers are a catalyst for world change. Plain and simple. And the world is watching us. The world is watching us.
0: I agree the world is watching and i hope he's right that changes do come from this but it's hard to be optimistic about it and i don't know you know we still don't know how many people are actually involved in this protest because if it is true that it's a huge chunk of canada or canada of Can- <laughs> of canada's truckers then there's going to be fewer items getting on the shelves. There's going to be uh, you know delays, even worse supply issues than we've already been seeing. And that could really start to motivate people.
1: Oh, I wonder if the plow truckers are protesting.
0: <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, making it uh, so that uh, people don't have their roads plowed.
1: Well, they're probably go- mostly government workers, so I doubt it.
0: True, but that would really upset some, uh, some people.
4: And we are, are the point of the spear. And
1: right now, everybody all over the world is going...
4: Yeah, we can do this. So right now, Canada, we're leading the way. The rest of the world, you're going to follow. We're going to do it. Plain Amazing. and simple, man. Best of luck. I am I'm, I'm, I'm... I
0: appreciate the optimism. And, you know, you've got to be optimistic generally. And I, I, I still am an optimist, even despite all of the terrible things that have gone on in the world and continue to go on. And even though it does seem that it may be getting worse before it gets better, I do think that there are reasons for optimism. And as I said at the beginning of the show, one of those reasons for optimism is the Free State Project and the migration of freedom lovers to New Hampshire. Because as supportive as I am of these truckers, and I hope to see something like this happen in the United States, as supportive as I am of them, I I don't know if it's going to result in what they want it to result in.
1: Yeah, because for one thing, Canada is too large for anything to be, the whole of Canada to be affected by just what goes on in even the capital city.
0: Correct, and of course Canada, there's a lot of I guess leeway by province as far as what one province does, the others don't necessarily do. Mm. And so, targeting just Ottawa, you know, maybe maybe we'll see them target all of the um, provincial capitals next. You know, maybe they'll go from Quebec to uh, Alberta, Saskatchewan, British Columbia, and hit up all the capital cities in each of the uh, the provinces. That might be a, a you know potential next step if what they want doesn't actually come to fruition. But ultimately, and it comes back to a conversation we were having earlier about numbers, numbers are what matter, and that's why they're gathering their numbers together in this one place. That's why the police can't touch them, because they have such a large number of protesters. They're, they're occupying the streets, and they have taken those streets successfully. Remember, you, I think you brought it up the other day, the autonomous zone, so-called, in Seattle? Well, the reason why that worked was because they had numbers. They basically ran those cops out of their own precinct. I mean, it was absolutely amazing, and so the drivers here are doing, you know, something similar. They're not hard leftists, most or of. Or violent. Them. Well, I mean, I don't think most of the the people at Seattle were violent. Per oh, I say. thought they
1: were because I thought that's why it ended up breaking up.
0: There were some incidents of violence that happened in the city. I don't know if that had any, had anything to do with the protesters themselves. Well, I wasn't there. No, neither neither was I. But the point is, they are occupying the streets and they're planning on staying there so it's kind of a new occupy except from i don't know if you want to call them the right wing they certainly look more right winger you know than than left wingers these definitely are some you know good old boy looking uh guys that you would expect to see driving a truck so kudos to them i hope this uh this works we're going to keep an eye on it as uh presumably it will continue to to develop as the week goes on and it may be that they get some backup towards this weekend maybe some people are going to take the weekend off and come on up to ottawa This is Free Talk Live. The phones are open if you want to join us here. Number 603-283-6160. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Intercoin. We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide and you can get it over on a centralized exchange called X Markets, exmarkets.com. All you need is an email address to sign up at X Markets. So you can keep your privacy intact. You can then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, and then use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin investor token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org or buy or sell ITR on exmarkets.com, exmarkets. Com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. Ian and Bonnie in the studio here tonight. We've been talking about the Canadian truckers, the Freedom Convoy, uh, that as it's been called. And if you do want to find some of these videos, I have posted a couple of them over on our social media platform at social.freetalklive.com. I found a lot of stuff over on Twitter by using the hashtag freedomconvoy 2022. And there's just a ton, ton of content out there about this. But we're going to turn to the mainstream media coming up next. First, though, your phone calls. Mark is listening in Daytona Beach. You're on Free Talk Live, listening to WNDB down there. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, I want to know if there's an address, physical address, I can mail a check or cash to. I don't do internet. I'm not going to do online donation, but I'd like to send them some money and hopefully help them out some. And, Get that guy some cigarettes so he can stay longer if he needs to.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure there is a fundraiser. They keep people keep talking about something on GoFundMe, but I don't think you can send a check to you know through GoFundMe. Yeah. And unfortunately, we don't do you,
6: checks. I, I'd send a check or I'd send cash, about the physical address to mail it to.
0: Yeah, that might work a little bit better. I, the, the only problem is, you know. I, I mean, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. So maybe it's going to be over this weekend, or maybe this is going to go on for weeks. Um, I, I honestly don't even know where to begin to uh, to look for something like that. That's an excellent question. And if any of our Canadian listeners out there have any kind of input into this, uh, feel free to uh, to reach out. I I don't know the best I I don't know if there's like a good website. That's one of the problems with Maybe a... there
1: is a way to send a check to GoFundMe and it go towards the GoFundMe website. I mean he said he doesn't do internet at all, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't think that yeah. there is. I mean they're 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 basically a credit card, debit card only kind of a setup there. Uh but I'm but...
6: old fashioned. I'll put cash in the mail. Yeah.
0: No, you, you ask a really good question and that would be something where you would need to have the internet, honestly. you you'd need to have the internet to find uh, whatever organization would be able to accept some something like that and get it delivered to the right place, and and that's that's a challenge without without the internet. And and even I, as you know, somebody who I do have the internet in front of me, I I wouldn't know where to begin to uh, to look for it. I, I but maybe
1: would, somebody out there listening to the radio knows.
0: Yeah, and that's why I say if you have an answer for Mark, and you, know, you, f- you feel free to. And I know I don't want to, you to give your personal address or, or anything like that. Uh, yeah. but Mark, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, just on the issue of oh, what man, these guys. I think are doing. it's a good
6: idea. I think it's a good idea. Hopefully, hopefully it works. Hopefully, they don't have to take the jab, and the rest of the world sees it works, and maybe the other countries. Will, I mean, you know, follow the money. Pfizer's making too much money in this. It's, you know, mm-hmm. there's not the science does not agree with what Pfizer and our government is telling us. Hmm. You know, the science is the exact opposite, but they want to make the billions of dollars. You know, so, they're not out there to help the people. They're out there to help the pockets.
0: Do you think that uh, this should be happening in the United States? What the the the, tr- uh, the, convoy. the convoy? Should there be a convoy here next in the in the U.S. Go from California? Yeah, if it
6: would to... Work. I would go for yeah. yeah. I would yeah yeah.
0: Yeah, and I I bet yeah. you. I I wonder if the the result result would be different. Like I in just D.C. think
1: that the mil- or the government here would
0: bring the military out.
1: Get dangerous, like yeah, yeah. get violent.
6: Well, we yeah, saw they, gotta, you know it's got to be peaceful. But I mean. That, that's the thing. The government here is
0: crazy.
6: Yeah, the, the government's government is crazy. government You can't trust them.
0: No doubt. I, I, I agree with you, Bonnie. I feel like the, the Washington, D.C. government is even more violent and insane than the Canadian government. Even though the Canadian yeah. has more restrictions as far as COVID is concerned, they're not they didn't as bring up militaristic. The military. Yeah, they're yeah. not as militaristic. Mark- I,
1: sorry, I just assume if there was thousands of people all around the White House, they would definitely... Kill people.
0: Okay. So government I, would kill people. I I did search just now for donating to the Freedom Convoy and the GoFundMe did come up. Apparently they've raised almost ten million Canadian dollars, uh, according to this. So so, you know, they probably don't need the extra cigarette money mark at this point. You could probably just hold off and then give your money to the American truckers when they do their thing. Uh, here because i'm
6: i'm good with that hopefully when they do that tell them that some us need a physical address to mail the cash to
0: i got you thanks brother thanks for the call tonight i definitely appreciate hearing hey, from thank you man. hopefully it works yeah i hope Maybe so the
6: too i will wake up and listen
0: i hope so too i appreciate your call we'll keep an eye on it as this uh develops i i know this is the one because i recognize the fundraiser's name uh there's been some controversy over whether or not this this person's you know a real legitimate <laughs> Person, of course, that uh, that's always true with these with these fundraisers. There's always somebody who says it's a scam, uh, but apparently, at least uh, 116,000 people have donated. With the top donor, thirty thousand dollars again, this is Canadian dollars uh, raised of the ten million dollar goal. So they are half a million dollars away, basically, from reaching their ten million dollar goal, which is incredible. So kudos to uh, to the people who have uh, have done this over there. And, and again, just looking here to see if there's anything about, can you send a check?
1: And that's more than Not 10 million really. U.S. dollars, right?
0: No, it's 10 million Canadian.
1: So that means it's more, right?
0: Uh, oh, wait, no, because no, be more less. dollars... The Canadian equal. dollar is weaker, yeah. so it would be probably, they've raised more in dollars as far as there's more Canadian dollars than, than yeah. it's valued in U.S. dollars. I don't know what the current rate is. So it's, it's less like, than
1: 10 million U.S. dollars.
0: Yeah, well, they've raised 9.4 million Canadian, and that would be less than 9.4 million okay. US. I don't know if it's like 9 or 8 million or, or whatever it is. Uh, but uh, if you want to ju- uh, jump into the conversation here, 603 283 6160 is the number. And they say that funds will be spent to help cover the cost of fuel for the truckers first and foremost and used to assist with food if needed and contribute to shelter if needed. Uh, will be dispersed to the truckers to aid them with the cost of the journey. Now, the question is, how are they dispersing it? Are they going around with a bag of cash and handing it to the drivers that are actually there? So I am curious to know that, and I don't see any kind of like, let's see, I guess there are some updates here. Update on January 29th. So yeah, no updates since january 29th and they're just listing events so there's like a a prayer a press conference and no updates since then you know if it were if it were my fundraiser i would be updating my donors with a hundred thousand donors hundred sixteen thousand donors i'd be sending out updates of like yeah okay here's a video of us handing this trucker ten thousand dollars or something like that you know What do they do? They got ten million dollars here. And if there are thousands of truckers, that's a significant amount of money for each driver, but you've got to get it to them somehow. You've got to you've got to pay somebody to go down to Parliament Hill and somehow identify who you've paid and who you haven't and get that money handed out to them. And how do you easily do that? You can't just go to the bank and withdraw a million dollars. You know, banks don't like it when you take cash out. They'll send out currency reports to the the federal government so it's it's easier said than done it's easy to raise the money how do you actually disperse it the number here is 603-283-6160 you can weigh in and join us here on free talk live Live. Phones open if you want to join us here with you tonight. It's Ian
1: and Bonnie,
0: and you can take control of the airwaves. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. As we continue here, we've been talking a lot about the truckers, the uh, professional drivers that have been convoying over to Ottawa, Canada, the capital of Canada, in front of the Parliament building. And since Saturday, or actually since Friday, a lot of them arrived early, uh, they've been occupying the streets there and making a lot of noise and getting in the way of uh, the political process as normal, making it very difficult to do anything uh, in that particular area of Ottawa. And you and I, Bonnie, were discussing sort of the ups and the downs of this particular form of protest earlier. The idea being that generally we're both against the idea of, of blocking the streets. But I think we both could understand why this particular event is happening in the way that it is. Because we're in an unprecedented time when this isn't your average issue that's being protested here. This isn't you know just a political question of... Are you on one side or another of, like, your standard political issue? This is actually violating people's bodily autonomy. And so I can't blame somebody for wanting to put their bodies and their trucks in the streets and and be heard and be seen in this situation. I think that this is very important, what they're doing. And I'll give them a lot of credit for it. If you want to weigh in, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. Uh, there's so much coverage about this, but one of the things we haven't done is looked to the mainstream. We've played a lot of streaming uh, video, you know, cl- clips of interviews of various different truck drivers and their supporters uh, in downtown Ottawa. And uh, we've read some, we read a critical post from a Reddit thread, but let's go to the actual mainstream media coverage here. Cause we had talked about, the, one of the critics had said, oh, well, there's all these people defecating or there's there's people uh, urinating and defecating in snowbanks and de- de- defacing property and vandal, you know, making all these claims. But yet in another video we were watching off the air, there were people that were being interviewed saying there's actually people going around cleaning up the streets, hmm. that the streets are cleaner now than they were before the truckers arrived. So what's the actual truth? I can tell you one thing, looking at the video that I've been watching tonight, I haven't seen a particular mess. Because in a lot of cases, like with leftists, uh, when they show up to a protest, a lot of times they'll leave the place uh, in worse condition.
1: Cluttered and, with Occupy Wall Street signs.
0: And I'll be fair, there's, that's not always true. Sometimes they do make a point of picking up. So it just depends on the crowd that you are dealing with. It depends on who happens to uh, to be there, and sometimes there is agents provocateur that make a pr- make a point of trashing a place. So it really just depends. Like for instance, the um, people that are more like the rainbow community, they're more likely to pick up when they leave a place. So it just it just does depend. But in this case, it looks like it's fairly well taken care of. Looks like people are, are picking up after themselves.
1: I would assume that if somebody was a trucker and they were planning on going and parking somewhere for days on end, they would already have a toilet situation a figured out. Yeah. Their camping bag things.
0: Yeah, there are little miniature porta portalets or whatever you want to call them. Not the actual porta potties, but like you're saying, something that you can bring with you camping. So I suspect some of them did plan in that way, and I bet you... I bet you that most truckers already have something like that, because if you're on a long haul and you're between, you know, you're in the the dust bowl or whatever, and there's nothing out there on the road for hours, and you gotta go, you gotta do something about that. So I, it'd be interesting to know what percentage of truckers actually do already have those things on hand. I suspect it's a lot of them, uh, although there are a lot of people who are there who aren't. Professional drivers that are just there to support. And they may not have thought that far ahead. But then again, they may not be planning to stay there 24 hours a day. But my question, of course, was what about the businesses in downtown Ottawa? Because if if I were in business in downtown Ottawa, I would be thanking God for sending all of this potential business to me. You know, I would put some sort of sign out saying, we're open. Come on in, you know, hot coffee or whatever. And you could rake in the money at an event like this, especially when it goes on for days. But in the mainstream media, the Ottawa Citizen has a report. Peter Hum, headline, we cannot go on like this. Surrounded by trucks, some downtown Ottawa restaurants see no point in reopening. Now remember, they're saying some restaurants, so they're talking to the owner's who are choosing not to reopen. So there must be some out there that are good entrepreneurs that see this as an opportunity. But the guy they've got interviewed here, like the the photograph for the article, is, of course, a man in a mask standing outside of his restaurant, the uh, Thali at O'Connor and Lawyer, chef, resto owner, Joe What thought kind of name
1: goal. did you even just say? Sorry, I interrupted you, but I thought you were done. Uh, the Can you bus- say, name the, just the name of the business?
0: The business is called Thali, and what? I think uh, O'Connor and Laurier are the streets that it's on.
1: The some, Thali.
0: Uh, it's just called Thali. Okay, Thali. Looks like maybe Indian or some sort of Middle Eastern fair, mm. perhaps, or Asian. Maybe I can't tell. The guy's got a mask on his face. He's he's brown. Well, uh, that's all I know. Wait,
1: how do you spell Thali?
0: T H A L I. Oh, okay. So I mean, maybe that's like a Thai restaurant. I, I honestly have no idea. Uh, But it says here Monday was supposed to be a good day for downtown restaurants that could finally seat customers in their dining rooms again after the pandemic ban on indoor dining in place for most of January expired. But for some businesses, the ongoing, quote, Freedom Convoy, unquote, protest on their doorstops ran over plans to reopen. Anthony Bailey, the owner operator of Toro Takaria on Bank Street, said Monday morning, quote, it's chaos down there. Wall to wall trucks and the noise is unbearable. Bailey's tiny eatery is four blocks from Parliament Hill, and he visited his business long enough to survey the situation, which included three 18-wheelers parked in front. He said, I just put up a closed until further notice sign. I just didn't feel it was an environment I could bring my staff into. Elsewhere. I
1: was going to ask, did he ask his staff if they wanted to work?
0: Excellent question. And he doesn't uh, mention that. The report does not include that. Uh, of course, it is hard to find people who want to work, apparently, these days, but you would think some people would want to. The
1: one thing I didn't consider in this situation is the honking situation. Would people want to go sit down at a restaurant? Well, I don't know. They they could still offer uh, takeout for the truckers and everybody that were there to just take go get food or I mean maybe a lot of the truckers wouldn't mind all the honking I mean I, I still think overall he'd be getting more business not less that's how I feel about open.
0: It. yeah I mean obviously if you're running like a frou-frou downtown downtown restaurant that's like all upper crust kind of uh you know people then yeah you're probably not going to get the truckers that are going to be that interested in coming into you know chez magnifique and sitting <laughs> down with you know fancy dinner but uh, then again, there are tens you know, tens of thousands of people who've been in that city who normally aren't in that city, and maybe some of them want a nice meal. Uh, and, and if they're there for the protest, then yeah, they would be willing to put up with the honking. And yeah. the dude said he's four blocks away anyway, so...
1: Yeah, it's I mean, not... I don't know.
0: Who knows how bad it is there. But nonetheless, he says uh, elsewhere in Ottawa, the story says here, elsewhere in Ottawa, restaurants opened their dining rooms at 50% capacity after Ontario lifted some measures that were imposed January 5th to blunt the spread of the Omicron variant. But Bailey and some other downtown restaurateurs didn't see the point of opening, even if the protest included thousands of people rallying behind the truck convoy to decry pandemic restrictions had diminished in size. Quote, our building is completely inaccessible. People are not comfortable coming down here. Staff are not comfortable coming in said sarah chown managing partner of the metropolitan bresir explaining her decision to keep her sussex drive restaurant closed quote it feels like we've been abandoned she said how long is this protest going to go on for she said uh there is one guy who did open for takeout and they interview him coming up we'll uh we'll tell you what happened with his situation now It is a legitimate objection to say, I would open my restaurant, but how is my food truck going to get here Hmm. to restock my inventory? Or
1: if your staff won't come in because they're scared of protesters,
0: which is silly. Or scared of COVID or whatever. 603-283-6160. You can join us. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. Phones open. You can join us in the remaining moments here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Some restaurateurs in Ottawa, Canada, in the uh, Parliament area are shutting down. Rather than opening up their doors and welcoming the truckers, rather than bringing in a ton of new business... They've decided, oh, uh, I don't know if my employees want to come in with all the trucks or uh, truck horns or whatever. <laughs> now I guess it's probably true that there's probably some snowflake liberals that are their employees, right? Like if you if you are a downtown business in a big city, and you're an upper-scale kind of restaurant, you might be more likely to have some leftists working for you because that's just who lives in cities, right? Like, these aren't truck stops that we're talking about. These aren't, you know, diner waitresses, like, all right, hon, what do you have? It's not that kind of a a restaurant, what we're talking about here. These are the upper-crust kind of fancier places in downtown. But that said, when you're hungry, you're hungry. And if you're out there, and you know, I'm sure some of these truck drivers brought some food with them in their trucks, but still, you know, you're going to want to go get something to eat. Something hot. Yeah, something hot, something good, something that, uh, you know, you got $10 million uh, that you raised on this online GoFundMe. The very least you could do is, you know, go and patronize some local businesses. I'm certain that these guys would bring business to any local business that was welcoming to them, but it's just that these business owners are probably afraid not only of what their staff would think, but of what their regulars think would think because you can see it around here in like little Keene, New Hampshire where in certain like again some of the upper crusty kind of uh, businesses not all of them mind you but some of the like upper crust restaurants are supposedly all kinds of mask conscious very mask crazy and there's plenty of other businesses that they won't say a thing to you and like we don't go to those restaurants generally, so I've never been able to find out for sure. I've, just, I've only just heard rumors. So maybe it's, maybe they're not true. Maybe we could walk into the fancy Italian restaurant in downtown Kenan and they wouldn't say anything to us. It's possible. Uh, but let's just presume that they do. They're doing that to pander. Not because they necessarily believe it themselves. They're doing it to pander to their customer base because they feel as though they will lose customers if they don't behave in a certain way. Hmm. And so I think that's what we're seeing going on here in Ottawa is the, the, the business owners aren't going to say that, right? No, no business owner who's pandering is going to say, well, I'm really only doing this because I'm afraid of what my customers are doing because <laughs> they don't want their customers to think that they might not agree with them on this issue. And that's, that's the sad part about this is this whole situation is forcing business owners kind of to pick a side. And no business owner really wants to do that. Business owners don't want to take sides on politics. Generally, they, especially in well, especially in smaller towns like this, because everybody talks and everybody knows everybody. But just generally, business owners don't want to take political sides because they want to attract as many people into their business as they possibly can.
1: Yeah, or else they would have became politicians instead of restaurateurs.
0: Right. So to say, well, we're going to enforce masks means you are going to piss off the people that don't want to wear masks and to say we accept anybody means you're going to piss off the people that wear masks. Our mask you know freaks. So there's really no easy answer here for these folks. So I do understand where the some of their frustration comes from. But uh back to the story here. Again, we're we're sharing what some of the mainstream media has been saying uh about the trucker protests there in Ottawa. This is from ottawacitizen.com's article about the restaurateurs in uh, downtown Ottawa in the uh, the area around Parliament, Jay Thottingle, the chief or the chef and owner of Thali on O'Connor Street, said he was opening his restaurant Monday for takeout and delivery, but keeping the dining room closed. He says we were excited, we changed our menu, we wanted to do a fresh start today. Because again, for those just tuning in, in Ottawa or in Ontario province, on the first. I guess, uh, no, I'm sorry, not the first, on uh, today, Monday, they, uh, they they had some ex- expirations of some of the restrictions on their restaurants. So now restaurants can open to 50% in their dining rooms, whereas they weren't even allowed to before.
1: Well, that's their fault for putting up with those uh, stupid restrictions anyway.
0: No doubt about it.
1: Oh, I can have, you know, 20 people instead of 40 people in my restaurant. I'm saving the world from COVID.
0: He says, quote, I was under the impression uh, that... This would be a peaceful protest and there wouldn't be any impact beyond the traffic delays. He allowed some protesters to use Thali's washrooms and also sold some of them takeout food. But he also faced difficulties with protesters.
1: So, wait, sorry. He sold some of them takeout food. That means that he has employees that are willing to work. Correct. That answers one of my questions.
0: Unless he was doing it all himself. But, yeah, I presume that he had somebody in the kitchen yeah. uh, he is the chef so maybe it was just him but usually you're gonna have more than one person to run a restaurant is he the owner uh owner and chef oh, okay yeah uh but uh, so he let him use the bathroom he did though face difficulties with protesters who refused to wear masks or provide proof of vaccination so yeah this guy is a total obedient serf he's just doing what he's told He has no allegiance to the protesters whatsoever. He couldn't just leave it alone. He couldn't just let people just come in and use the facilities and give him money without telling them they have to put a mask on or show proof of vaccine. After Thadangal learned of protesters flying racist flags and mobbing the Shepherds of Good Hope on Saturday, he decided to close Thali completely on Sunday.
1: What is that mobbing the Shepherds of Good Hope?
0: I don't know what that is. Uh, maybe it's a church or something like that. Let's see if we can find out. Shepherds of Good Hope is a social service organization. Uh, it's a homeless shelter. So I guess they were giving out soup or something. I don't know. That's a good question. But uh, again, unfair to say just because somebody had a racist flag in a group of 50,000 people or whatever it was on Saturday that therefore you shouldn't serve any of the rest of the group. I mean, it's, it's more of that Um, collectivism the hive mind uh it's ridiculous again the guy that was doing the interviews on the streets that we were playing earlier i'll give him credit again his name viva frey f-r-e-i on uh youtube he talked to some people said hey have you seen any of these supposedly offensive flags they said no Hmm. so it was probably like one or two guys probably like agent provocateurs because that's the thing anyone can show up to these events and there's no reason why the people who you don't like, your opposition, wouldn't show up and pretend to be you, to pretend to be like you, but look more offensive than you would want to look, mm-hmm. than you would dress, or then, you know carry flags that you wouldn't that you wouldn't carry, and be completely resolute against changing their mind. So, like for instance, we went to an event recently. Uh, Bonnie, you actually weren't there for this part, but. Uh, at the secession rally that happened a couple of weeks ago there was a lady that showed up early on with a large american flag and some of us approached her immediately but
1: to be fair i know who you're talking about and she wasn't an agent provocateur she was just very confused
0: no that's yeah and that's the point i was gonna make yeah was we approached her and we you know kindly Mm -hmm. said to her hey you know, this is a. I mean, this is an independence rally, right? Independence
1: from the federal government, which that flag you are holding represents,
0: right? And you know, we we're as nice as we could be about it. We weren't trying to be mean to her or anything like that. And and I offered her one of my uh, New Hampshire flags because I I foresaw this was going to come, <laughs> right? Like, there is a good chance somebody's going to show up with an American flag at an independence <laughs> rally, and so I said, "Here, how would you like to have a, a New Hampshire flag?" She didn't take it. Uh, But what she did do, because there were enough people that talked to her, it wasn't just one person, it wasn't just Ian Freeman that went up to her. It was like two or three people came up and had a a conversation with her. And within five minutes, she walked away and put the flag in her car. So if they are really... But she came
1: back without the flag? Yeah, she came back.
0: Mm. Uh, So if they really are somebody who is on your side, they'll listen to you. You can have a conversation with that with that person. If they're an agent provocateur, they won't give a flip what you have to say to them. They're there to make you look bad. They're there to, you know, to S on your event. And they're not, probably won't even talk to you. So uh, it would be interesting to see, because one, one video I saw said that uh, these people that were being questionable at the trucker event had masks on. So, hmm, you don't want to be identified, huh? Hmm. That suggests you're possibly a police officer or, you know, again, somebody from the opposition that is there to cause problems. So anyway. And, uh,
1: I mean, why would people who are protesting the government, forcing people to take vaccines, want to wear a mask?
0: Well, it is cold. So I Hmm. did see a few people that have, you know, whatever. Face coverings. Face coverings. But they weren't the mask mask right they were just like you know i've got a neck gator or whatever you call it for to keep warm with one of these guys in the video had that pulled up while he was talking because it's canada and it's probably even colder there than it is here in new hampshire but uh i hope there are some restaurateurs that are opening up and welcoming these guys in and making big money right now because if all the other restaurants are closed and you're open Guess what? You get all of the business. So we'll see you tomorrow night. And uh, keep your eyes on what's happening in Canada. We'll uh, update you as it develops. See you tomorrow. It's Free Talk Live.